You're listening to the Jesus Habit Podcast, where we use scripture and science to make your new nature in Christ second nature. Episode 127, where we talk about the one thing you must do if you want to change. Hey, here we go. It is time for another episode of the Jesus Habit Podcast where where we're using scripture and science to make a new nature in Christ, second nature. You've heard that before. Um, this season, season three, I'm getting into the, uh, the, the scientific theory. Now, all this stuff is based on research I've been doing for years. Um, and if I was if I was a good podcaster, if I had the time to, I would actually do this. But I'd, I would list all my sources. But a lot of this information is coming from people a lot smarter than me. So I've studied and studied this for the last several years. And th- this is my theory. These are my my process for for transformation. So today I want to get into a really important component. I should have talked about this at the beginning of season three. Uh, I should have sketched this whole season out so it was all in order. So I'm, some things are going to be out of order. I apologize for that. We've talked about you know the three C's, the, the the content, the community, and the context that are required. We've talked about the formula. We've talked about uh, some some really important things, but I should have started here. I should have started with this because this is this is crucial. This is like this is like base level core requirement for change. That is, do you want to change? It sounds really simplistic, right? It sounds like it sounds like I'm really sim- you know simplifying things, but you know, just it sounds like well, that's a that's a why. I mean, of course you have to want to change, now, but but here's the thing. I've been a pastor for for a long time now, and I've had so many conversations with people who who say they want to change. But then you know you know, we get somewhere down the road into the process and something happens. Now now I'll also argue that it's not just enough to want to change. But if you don't want to change, uh, th- we might as well just stop the conversation, right? If if you don't want to change, if you don't want to become a different person, if you don't want to become a better person, you know, if you don't want to be more intentional about your relationship with God, even if you don't want to ha- live a more intentional life in one way, shape, or form. We just shouldn't talk. Like we just shouldn't even be having this having this conversation because you're going to fail if you don't want to change. Now, uh, one of the things we've said around here got it from another pastor. Uh, but you know, I can't want it bad enough for you. And this was the mistake. This is the mistake I, as a pastor, have made time and time and time again. Is that that I want people to change. You know, I, and, and people will say they want to change it, but I really want it for them more than they want it for themselves. And and what happens is that um, they they end up relying too much on my desire for them to change and not enough on their desire to change. Now, this is actually scriptural, right? This is scriptural that, that you have to want to change. And I can actually, I think I can make the point pretty clearly because Jesus, what did Jesus say were the two greatest commands? You remember? What did Jesus say were the two greatest commandments? Right, yeah, yeah. If you've been around church for very long, you know it, right? You know, he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. What does it mean to love the Lord with all your heart? Well, your heart, at its, at its basic foundational understanding of what your heart is, your heart is where your desires come from. Right. If you have a desire for something, whether it's good or bad, that desire comes from your heart. 
And so what Jesus is saying when he says, love the Lord with all your heart, he's saying to love the Lord with all your desires. So love the Lord with with all those things that you desire most. Do you desire God most? Do you love the Lord most? Do, Do you want the Lord more? Than anything else you want in life is is your is your desire for God the the most important thing in your life. Or are there other things that are driving you? Uh, are there are there other desires that are more important to you? And if we have other desires that are more important to us, bum bum bum, we have idols. Now we would say, I, I don't, I don't worship other idols. Are you kidding me? I don't, I don't have any, I don't have any wooden statues on my shelf that I bow down to and pray. I don't have any, I don't have any, any metal statues that I worship and that I light candles and incense to. I, I don't have any idols. You're, you're crazy. No, but, but an idol is anything that we worship. And we've you've probably heard me say before, whatever consumes my attention and my affection is what I worship. So if I am consumed with, if there's something that I desire that's consuming me. I have an idol. If, if, if I love something that's not God, I have an idol. If, if there's anything in my life that's more important to me than God, then I have an idol. Period. And so, so when it comes down to, and there's actually science behind this, I'll get to in just a second, but when it comes to change, when it comes to transformation, which... Ding dong, that's what what God, ding, 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 should have said ding, 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 ding dong, not like a doorbell, like not like somebody's wanting to get in, but ding, 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 ding. If somebody's wanting to change, transformation is what the gospel is all about, right? I mean, so, you know, you know new life. New life is what the gospel is all about. You, know, you are a new creation. The old is gone. The new is here. When we're baptized into Jesus, we put to death the old life so he can raise up a new life. So our spirit, our heart has to be buried and it has to die so that God can bring a new life out of that, right? Unless a, unless a, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains a single seed. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. That's what Jesus said about himself when he was getting ready to die on the cross. So, so we have to actually die to our desires. Like we have to put to death those desires that aren't of God, aren't of Christ. So do we really want to change? I I mean, do we really, do we really want transformation? Now here's, here's where the science comes in. So I don't know if you know this, but your brain is fighting you. Your brain fights you every, every time you try to change, your brain is going to fight against that change. Your brain is wired to, to work to utilize the least amount of energy possible. Your, your brain is conserving energy at all times. So your brain loves routine. Your brain loves habits and patterns and doing the same thing over and over and over and over again because it gets easier and easier for your brain to process it. And the more times you do something, the, uh, the less your brain has to work, the fewer calories your brain has to, your body has to use to, to do these certain things and it becomes routine, right? So so your brain, your comfort is your brain's number one objective. People people say um, fear, you know, safety, and, and that's a part of it, but, but it's even more than that. Like your brain wants you to be the most comfortable as possible. Your brain wants to conserve energy. That's what your brain is doing. Your brain is responsible for, for, for uh, the stewardship of 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 your calories and burning calories and and part of that is because you know in America we don't we don't understand this but but food 
wasn't like this, you know, just thing that we could stockpile, you know, in our cupboards and not really have to worry about it. And like me, you know, eat too much of. And so, the, you know, our bodies have an abundance of calories. But, you know, originally how God designed it, you were just going to kind of eat and live off of the land. God put Adam and Eve in the garden. They were to manage a garden and eat the things in the garden. It didn't sound like there was any idea of preservation. It was just, you know, eating what was growing at that time. And that was how God designed it. And so that was God, God created it. So, that our you know our bodies worked on what we were feeding it but that you know with our with our technological advancements we have we have you know changed things and now we don't understand it but your brain would have to monitor the you know how much how many calories you burned so that you could survive and live you know so between meals that's how god designed our bodies to work so your brain is fighting you Anytime you try to do something different, anytime, you know, your brain, the, the neural pathways in your, in your brain, they say that neurons that, that fire together, wire together. So you, when you do one thing and it triggers another thing, you know, those become habits, right? So those become routines in your brain. And at first, the first time you make a connection with a new thing you're trying to do, your brain has to work really hard. So it has to go this really roundabout way to try to make these connections. And the second time it starts, it can kind of retrace that path. And the third or fourth time, the 15th, the 20th, 20th time, the 60th, the 70th time, you know, the, the 80th, 100th time, the repetition. That's why we talked about repetition last time. The, the more, I think it was last time. We are what we repeatedly do. Was that last time? I don't remember. Um, sorry, I have to go back and look at the list. But the more times you repeat something, the more repetitions you get on something, then the easier it is for your brain to do that same thing over and over again. And it uses less energy. It uses less fuel, less fuel, fewer calories to do that. And so when you go to change something, when you go to, to go down some kind of process of transformation, your brain is already wired to give you the life that you're currently living. Right, your brain is already you know the system of your brain. Andy Stanley used to say you know, your system is perfectly designed to give you the results you're currently getting, and he was talking about church systems. But the system, the the your your neural system is also already perfectly designed to give you the results you're currently getting. So if you look at your life, the way you see your life right now, your brain is perfectly wired. Your the system of your brain is giving you the results because that's how you've trained it. That's how you've trained your brain. And most of the time, it's, it's because we haven't trained our brain, and that's the results we're getting. So your brain is is not only wired, but it's going to fight you. It doesn't want you to change because it takes too much energy, and your brain wants to conserve energy. So when you go to change something, you have to really want it. You have to want it at a level deep enough that's going to help push you through those moments where it becomes really hard to change. Now, this is why why I would argue it's not just about wanting it, right? It's not just about wanting change, but you actually have to put in the whole system and structure that supports the kind of change you want. That's why I have the formula that I taught through on the second episode of season three. You know, that's why we're talking about all these things, all these required components for change, because what happens is so many times people will say, I want to change. I, I want to change. I want to do this differently. I want to do that differently. I don't want to struggle with this anymore. I, I, want, a, I want to change that forever about my life. And all we do, like, yes, you have to want to change, but all we do is we just say, I want to change. And we don't tap into what uh, Joseph Grinney and in his book, Influencer and Change Anything, call the six sources of influence, which are built into that formula I've shared. 
we don't we don't we don't build out the whole system and structure to support the change in our lives and so we fail because we we think that wanting it is is enough but there's actually a lot more to it than that but if you don't want it you never get the ball rolling right like if you don't if you don't want to change you're not going to put in the effort that's required to build the system and the structures in your life so that you can change you have to want it and that's why i think you know god is so God has been so ahead of science all along, and, and when we what 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 happens in science is that scientists will will discover, 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 you know, and and make all these little discoveries, and eventually, what will happen is that they will support scripture because that's what happens. You know, they'll they'll discover something, and and then you'll look back, and and science will actually support scripture. And this is one of those areas where if you don't want to change, if you don't have the desire to change, you're not going to change. That's scientific. It's also scriptural. That's why, why it's love the Lord with all your heart. He starts with the heart. Old Testament, New Testament. The, the whole of scripture is about the desires of your heart. You can read that in the Psalms. You can read that in, in the epistles. It's, a, it's about your heart and God changing your heart. And yes, I believe there's a great work that God has to do, but we, we have to invite him in, right? Because God's not going to force himself on you. He is not that kind of God. He will not force a change on you that you don't want. So do you want it? Do you really want to change? I can't want it bad bad enough for you. Your spouse, your family members can't want it bad enough for you. You have to want to change. Do you want to change? So I'm going to wrap it up pretty uh, pretty early this week since I've been going long the last couple of weeks, but that's, do you really want to change? Do you want it? That's the, that's the starting ground for change. And then if you really want it, you're going to have to do some other things. You're going to have to start investing in the other, other stuff that we've been talking about so that you can really transform. But this is all scriptural. This all, this all comes out of the Bible. It also comes out of science. The, there, there's nothing anti-biblical about this. There's also nothing unscientific about this, at least to my knowledge at this point in, in life as I've studied these things. But it's the combination of these things, right? This is, this is God created the world to work, and he created systems to govern the world, right? I mean, we have the systems of summer, spring, or spring, summer, fall, and winter, right? There's a system to it. There's an ecosystem that, that's at work in, in every place. There's, the, there's ecosystems in the forest. There's ecosystems in the ocean. God created everything to work on a system, including the human body. There's systems to our body and there's systems to our brain, which we're just discovering a lot now in the last five or 10 years, how those actually work. Well, there's a system to transformation. Yes, we need God's involvement in the process. Yes, we want to join God. We don't want to fight against God. But, but once we join him in the work, and then we can start to see that, that, uh, that there really is a system he designed to change. And that's what I think we're discovering in this process of the Jesus habit. All right, so that's it for for this week. Have a great week. We'll talk to you again very soon. Take care. www.thejesushabit.com <laughs>